0: Hi, I'm Janice Min, CEO of The Ankler. Before we get to today's podcast, I wanted to introduce you to The Optionist, a great new newsletter from Ankler Media about available intellectual property. Consider making The Optionist an essential resource for your development team. Its writer, Andy Lewis, hunts down the best available IP out there every single week. In fact, already subscribers have optioned several projects straight out of his suggestions. The Optionist delivers under-the-radar novels, backlist titles, journalism, gripping podcasts, and the hot stories setting the internet ablaze. It really is like having an extra set of hands on your team, but at a fraction of the cost. To learn more and find your next great project, head to theoptionist.substack.com. Once again, that's theoptionist.substack.com.
1: Thank you so much.
2: Welcome to the Ankler Hot Seat Podcast. I am Richard Rushfield, Editorial Director of the Ankler, and we have a very special episode today. It's a big day in Hollywood. It's the Emmy nominations, the, 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 what, what all LA has been waiting for. We've been seeing them advertised on bus stops and around the city, Have uh, been festooned in FYC ads. And now we find out who are the contenders for the prestigious Television Academy's Emmy Awards. And here to discuss it with us, we have a truly uh, distinguished panel. Uh, I, 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 I don't say that lightly this time, but it's actually distinguished. Uh, we have a Pulitzer Prize winner with us here from Los Angeles Times, columnist Mary McNamara, uh, longtime TV critic and, uh, and, and editor of the Times. Thank you so much for, for joining us.
0: Happy to be here.
2: And also joining us uh, from the from the ankler stable of experts, the great Sean McNulty, author of the Wake Up newsletter uh, that that begin, that kicks off every day at the Ankler. is a great read, a great introduction to your morning and the day in showbiz. Uh, Sean, welcome back! Thank, good to see you again.
1: Good to see you. Uh, I do not have a Pulitzer. I do have an Emmy. Fun fact, but that's for a story for another time. <laughs> wow. Yeah,
0: Better statue.
1: I'm actually recording on top of it on the box. So that's actually, there's your other fun fact. So that's exactly <laughs> where it is. That me.
2: That's where it is in my apartment. So, yep. Well, we we, we feel officially uh, sanctioned here. And I'll, I'll just remind you that uh, the Ankler Hot Seat Podcast is a production of The Ankler, which New York Times calls the Hit Hollywood Newsletter. Remember to follow us uh, or, uh, Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to The Ankler today at theankler.com. Um, let's get right into it. Uh, big morning for, for Hollywood. The Emmy nominations were announced. Uh, Mary, are you, are you stunned? Are you surprised? Are you, are you blown away? Uh, the, the, uh, as, as, as usual, HBO leads the list with, uh, with, with, with the most nominations.
0: Well, not as usual. I mean, isn't this, aren't they taking back their, their crown? Cause they lost it to Netflix last year. I think Netflix had more than HBO.
2: You know, these, the these total counts because it, you you get into so many of the technical categories it's it, it the 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 bragging rights about uh you're you're quite correct that hbo has, has has now uh taken it back by getting 112 nominations uh compared to uh compared to to, to, right. to netflix right and
0: i think it it is actually <laughs> it has, has to do with the crown because the crown wasn't uh yeah. up for nominations this year and and that's a big a big nominee getter for um, for Netflix in the way that Succession and White Lotus is a big nominee getter for HBO because it has a big cast and got, you know, and just chalked all the, um, you know, supporting nominations. I mean, how many did White Lotus? Between White Lotus and Succession, I think they like sort of owned their categories in the acting categories.
2: Yeah, White Lotus. I, I think every member of the White Lotus cast just about got got nominated that's,
0: there. Whatever, <laughs> I can't even that's insane. I mean, Jennifer Coolidge, yes, absolutely, she should just win an Emmy for being alive. But yeah. you know, everybody else, it's like mm, okay.
2: Um, and in the comedy categories, we have uh, we have Apple is uh, led the nominations with. Ted Lasso, which got twenty nominations, including best comedy, and big year for Hulu, uh, too. So what, what 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 do we what what does all this say about the state of uh, state of television and the state of the state of Emmys, Barry?
0: Well, I mean it's it's interesting. I was saying when I first started covering television back in the prehistoric days when Mad Men was just a glint in uh, Matt Weiner's eye, the complaint was always that it was the same nominees year after year. And it was, uh, you know, that they felt like the only thing that that the Emmy voters watched was the previous year's Emmys. And then they just sort of voted accordingly. And then we went through a kind of a glorious time as, you know, prestige television took off as all these platforms multiplied as everybody was just like putting out just tremendous content where it was kind of spread out. And there were all sorts of different nominations, you know, like, you didn't see these kind of gridlock situations. I mean, Modern Family did it to comedy for several years, but like in the dramas, you just didn't see these gridlocks. And um, and now we're back where we started, is what it feels like to me. Where it's just kind of like, oh, good, look, Succession got a bunch of, you, sure? you know, oh, look, you know, Ted Lasso got a bunch of nominations. And I and I think people have talked about like sort of the flea bagness of you know winning everything. In you know that w- when Fleabag won every single you know award possible for for comedy and was um, last
2: year Shits Shits Creek I believe
0: uh right and I mean forward. both of those won I mean Fleabag won because there was only going to be this was the only chance to award Fleabag because it was a very unusual two season show and Shits Creek won because it was its final season. But I think it also, you know, there was like kind of this mentality then, where it's like, okay, well, if we think a show is really good, then we should nominate every single person involved in it, you know. So I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's not a, um, it's not a terribly interesting list. It's more interesting in comedy than it is in drama, um, which is a switch from the golden age of television. Yeah. Um I was sad to see Yellowstone didn't get nominated for anything. I thought this was going to be its year. And um yeah, I mean it's just like I don't know, the more important the Emmys become, it seems like the less important the Emmys become, if that makes any sense at all.
2: Yeah, it uh, I mean this is uh, I I want to I want to get back to Yellowstone, but um one thing that occurs that that occurs to me looking at at this list is uh, there's I I think there's some interesting uh nominees and some interesting people there but it seems very much it, it, if if te- it, it shows you how much television is speaking to the niches and this very much seems like the preferences of one particular niche of viewers right now and so sean sean what do you what do you think about that yeah, hundred percent,
1: you know, and look, this is an artistic award. It is not a popular award. So I do believe, you know, just because if you, you know, succession gets 1.4 million viewers, Yellowstone has 14 million viewers. Does that mean Yellowstone is better? Than, you know, it's, it's based on artistic achievement. So I'm glad to see that. I think that's maintained a bit. Not that Yellowstone is a great show, but that's what the primary objective is is not to reward the most popular shows, but the most artistic achievement in on television. So there's that. But it is, you know, it's a lot of HBO, a lot of Hulu, a lot of Apple with the splash. I mean, Netflix is there and a dash of Amazon. So, you know, HBO has, as Mary, you would know more than I, has you know, run the Emmys for years. This has still maintained in the age of streaming. I mean, you know, HBO is as strong as it's ever been, it, you know, it, it, probably in my opinion, but succession. You have White Lotus, you got Hacks. Put that up against Sex and the City, Sopranos era. Put that up against uh, Curb and True Blood. You know, whatever era of HBO you want to go in, HBO is hot right now. So, plus they throw in HBO Max, they're on a roll. Hulu, you know, dominated the limited series category. I mean, they had, you know, that was for a network. You know, they have had Handmaid's Tale. Obviously, was a big hit for them, but they haven't had a lot of Emmy love over the years. This is a lot of Emmy love this year for them. It's basically in one cat, one vertical and limited series, but that's important. And then Apple, as we all know, I mean, it's a lot of Ted Lasso and, and um, Severance, which did very well. And I think, you know, was definitely lauded. I don't know how much, how popular it is again, per se, but, uh, you know, for the show itself, I think the Euphoria nods are great for the ratings. And I think uh, it would have been a lot better if Yellowstone was nominated to get public interest in the show itself. So that is the big challenge that the Emmy show has and that, you know, Ted Lasso is a big hit, obviously. But Succession, again, under 2 million viewers, you know, uh, to, for premiere episodes, I don't know, you know, so it's a little bit of that balance of popularism versus, you know, the critical hits, I think.
2: So so let, let, let's talk about that. Uh, we are now, uh, as we as, as, as we move on to this, joined by Rob Long. Rob, Rob are you with us?
3: I, I am with you. I'm so sorry for being late. I was just scanning the list of nominees to see if I was on it. You
2: were <laughs> Did you find it? There's a lot of categories. Did you, did you
1: check
3: them all? Where'd you check, Rob? Where'd you check? Which one should you check I tried to inform you that I wasn't on any of them. Um, so therefore I really don't care who wins.'
2: gonna win I was just just uh, bringing you to the floor is a question of the the, the big snub of the year. Uh, it was it's, it's all about snubs and surprises than this. Uh, the, the the show that is arguably the the biggest hit in, in, in TV right now, Yellowstone, was uh, was 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 set packing by by the Television Academy. What do you what do you make of this, Rob? Why? why
3: yellow jackets, but not Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah. The only one yellow. I mean, in the past, you would say, uh, oh, man, the Academy is so old. They probably made a mistake. That's how you'd say it. About the Motion Picture Academy and the TV Academy, these are ninety-year-old people. Just, they just—they had no idea. Um, I actually feel like this is the, the, the two responses. to That one is that there's a certain snobbery about it because it's been embraced by you know people on the right. It's the politics of the of the of the business, um, and then coupled with that, the other politics of this very successful. And so there's a sort of a sense that I you know maybe. We're supposed to find the art movies. But also, I feel like it's not um, it hasn't been celebrated more than once in The New York Times or in places like The New York Times, which maybe is the same thing. Um, it's not a, you know, it's not a cultural uh, moment show. It is if you're in the business because you had focus on the fact that it's like nighttime soap opera set in the West um, with a, a movie star and that it was turned down a bunch of places and it's hugely successful and basically the underpinning of a, um, of a new streaming service. But that's, I don't think that really, that has not sold it as a, a feel good Hollywood story, which people in Hollywood like to book for.
2: Mary, Mary, you're a, you're a Yellowstone fan. I think you said. Uh,
0: I am a Yellowstone fan. I, as much as I am a fan of, yes, of, of, a story of a quasi-corrupt family Mm -hmm. controlling way too much. Um, You know, Yellowstone is essentially the same story as Succession. It just has better locations.
2: Mm -hmm. It's outdoors instead of indoors.
0: And it has Kevin Costner, um, who is more, you know, amiable than Brian Cox's character, uh, Logan Roy. Um, But it's essentially the same story. It's, you know, infighting and there's one, you know, really tough, broad sister. And there's like, you know, brothers who don't get along and one who's trying to go off and be his own man. I mean, really, you could, you could just sort of like, do a checklist it's this it's the same show so maybe that's the problem um but yeah i agree with what um what rob just said i mean it hasn't gotten the kind of conversation around it that uh that succession has i mean it's hilarious to watch the conversation around succession because succession was great out of the box and but but it took people a while to realize that. And then they said, Oh, the second season is so much better. It wasn't, it was just as good as the first season. It just took people a while to like go, Oh, this is a really good show. And now we're in the third season, which I would say is not as good as, as either of the first two seasons, mainly because they just keep repeating the same storyline because they've painted themselves into this corner because they won't kill Logan Roy. But um <laughs> Now they're all like, oh, it's the best. And you're just like, dude, you're like, you're like a whole season behind the arc of this story. But that's kind of, you know, that's the television academy and i'm really glad that nobody here has said which makes me want to kill myself when people say there's just too much television (laughs) nobody can keep on top of it they need to stop making so much television it's like no you just you know you have to you're a member of a television academy it's it's like your job to sort of pay attention to what's on television but um yeah i think it's just people you know they do tend to look at what people what the shows that people are talking about and i hadn't thought about the yellowstone having the red state issue um which which could be could be real although kevin costner does tend to transcend that um so, but yeah i don't know it's a good show it's as good a show as any of the shows on the list um and it just didn't make the list it's a better show i would argue than the season than this season of euphoria was the oh. this season of Yellowstone was better than this season of succession. Um, but it takes a while, I think, for people to catch up. So we'll see what happens next, next year with that. I mean, they're going to be fine. I'm not concerned.
2: <laughs> so is the history of television of the last uh, 50 years, essentially that uh, we, that that we we took big Valley and figured out how to make a, a high class uh, uh, Upscale prestige version of it, and now we've exactly. come full circle, and we're just making Big Valley right. again.
3: exactly. Sure. So that's 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 show business, Richard. I don't know if you're familiar with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wants to, to try to describe to somebody why Mad Men was just basically the drama version of Bewitched, which it really is, including the white-haired uh, advertising executive who's craven and I don't remember there being as time. much sexual I mean, harassment. Yeah, Bewitched, like,
0: if I'm honest, yeah. but. <laughs>
3: At different time, but you know, she did have to like vacuum her own house. This is a woman who had literally had magical powers, and her horrible husband said, "No, you can't. You got I want to see you on your knees, Mom." Um,
2: Sean, here, here's a question about Yellowstone. Uh, how much does it does it um, did it suffer today because it it was on a not not a cool service? And, or, exactly or maybe like- <laughs> a service that now has a, a good number of subscribers, and I, I, I imagine Emmy voters get access to it, uh, even if they don't have a Paramount Plus subscription. But well, remember,
1: it's not on Paramount Plus. It's on Peacock. It doesn't stream this season. So remember, like, this is your peak. This is your problem with Yellowstone. Right. The, the spinoffs, 1883, that is on Paramount Plus. All Tyler Sheridan's, Taylor Sheridan's other shows are on Paramount Plus. Yellowstone airs on a network that no one watches except for Yellowstone, ever or talks about the paramount network which i don't even i think that's still the title they were going to make it the paramount movie network for a while then they scrapped that plan um not that the show was any better or worse than the first but it wasn't one of those out of the box kind of you know succession or ted lasso first year you know it didn't have that going for it so it has challenges and i don't know how much the show needs it number one number two how much viacom wants to pay to put a fyc campaign together for it So, you know, on a network that they don't care about quite, you know, seemingly, uh, and it has that streaming problem where you just can't, it's tough to explain where to go watch this show, and Peacock's not doing any campaigning for it, which is actually really the home of the show, so it has a a business problem, not that that should ever affect artistic quality, but, and it's kind of that also that I think there is a lot of chatter about the show, it's just not in New York or LA, like if you go anywhere else, I mean, I think to to be fair to the show, it's a phenomenon, like, it's just not among the people who work in the media business. We're obviously hit. going to talk about succession. Yeah. So, and even, but you know, Mary, to your point, you love the show. There are people, I think the show is a lot of love in Hollywood. It's just not a cool show. And it's not like that. This has a lot of problems unbeknown, uh, you know, un- unrelated to the show itself that, that, caused some issues.
0: That's, that's a really good point. That is a really good point. And also the campaigning, which is how you open this podcast. Richard is unbelievably important and such a big shift you know i mean in the over the past 10 years you know the the amount of money that particularly the streamers are willing to put into emmy campaigning uh, you know uh, along the lines of an oscar campaign which was not true 15 years ago 20 years ago i mean yes you took out ads but you didn't do bus stops and you didn't do pop-ups yeah. and you didn't do you know uh, whole page ads and
1: TV, TV spots. I see them on yeah. television saying for your consideration on television spots saying for, which yeah. no know one knows what that means.
3: Also, it's a much smaller pool. Like you're, you're just trying to convince people that they should vote for Gene smart and not, you know, Linda Lavin, right? Like it was, you're really in the categories. You're pretty much already there um, in the old days in the Emmys. Now it's like, really, you, you should watch this show. And then you should think it's the best show that's a that's a lot more friction in these votes than there ever was for that's why I think the four-year consideration stuff which in the TV business was kind of more like talent service you know it was something you did for your talent something the agencies did and I think now it's something that the the studios do because it really has a financial has a financial um, aspect to it
0: it's hugely important in a way that it wasn't before because for one thing, with the streaming model, with the binge model, as you guys know, there are there's only one time or now two times to talk about a show when it premieres and then during award season because you don't have the episodic nature where you can like go, oh, there's this big episode. Let's talk about it because who knows who's seen that big episode or whatever. And also it's like, you know, we live in this time all television creators talk about is, rising above the noise. You've got to rise above the noise. You've got to somehow make a mark. And, you know, this television revolution began with platforms that had not made original scripted television, making it and launching it through the Emmys. I mean, that's what AMC did. That's what, you know, that's what all of the, you know, the, the channels that we see now, I mean, Netflix wanted an Emmy so bad. They wanted that Emmy for the crown. They did everything, but like, you know, Crawl on broken glass down Wilshire Boulevard. I mean, that was really important because that's how you establish yourself as, you know, a, a purveyor of television in a in a world where there are ni- now ninety million purveyors of television.
2: We talk about the streaming war as though it it's it's a war that that will have an end and that will, will ultimately it will be declared where these are the three surfaces and you all describe them. And the rest of them will fold it, be folded in, or go away or or uh, or or die a die a terrible death but you look at so Apple essentially is two or three years old as as a service that that, that anyone's heard of and uh, and and has two of the two of the biggest contenders here from nowhere um and 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 now and, and as you mentioned it, it right on the subject uh, they also won the best picture for the Oscar so Apple could have come come from nowhere in this business and and be the Oscar and the Emmy winner in no time. So which suggests that this, anyone can still get into this anytime. And this will be a wide open business of a thousand services uh, forever.
1: It's a business of hits. That's it. You know, Amazon's been at this for a long time. I mean, Mazel's made a run at some point, but uh, they've not found a lot of success at the Emmys. And they've been at this prime has been around for a while and they've spent a lot of money on it. Apple was a little less so but you know uh, they've they've found success and a little bit of luck but obviously executive talent and whatever the, the magic you know is that make the you know the the pixie dust that makes the hits and why HBO continues to win it's also culture and it's also you know a lot of in, in, you know intangible factors here that why is Apple there and Amazon really has not, you know, it's an interesting
3: question. Well, the Apple had the, has the benefit of having a trillion dollars. So they, they, they wanted prestige, right? They, they started by saying they were doing prestige, but Amazon is trying to sell you Amazon Prime um, uh, memberships, which is completely, that's a very fine thing to want to do. Apple just seems to want you to like, think good things about the Apple and maybe go to it first when you're on your Apple TV, right? And so they hired two very, very, very talented, executives, Zach Van Anberg, Jamie Ehrlich, really, really smart guys um, who have it, have experience kind of doing this when they were at Sony for so long, kind of like, well, we got like, we to go for prestige so we don't have a network. And so they ended up doing that. They, they're really good with talent. They're really good with story. Um, they're very low-key guys. They're not jerks. Um, they're very, very smart. And they've executed this plan. Um, I mean, it, it, they, they should be teaching this plan. If, you, if what you want to do is you want to win awards. I don't know whether it's putting any money in their pocket but i don't know at that point i mean apple tv at i mean the studio apple at its at its most successful will still only be sofa change to tim cook you know it's like it's five dollars a month i
1: mean it's you know it's literally it's like it's you know even as a business model it's like what exactly is this model um you gave it away for free you know until right, last summer right. it was you know basically ever had for free you know now they're kind of shifting to a i guess we got to make people pay for this kind of thing and they actually Even the app itself wasn't really outside outside of the Apple universe for a long time, where you had to watch it on Apple TV on your Apple device. So it's evolving, but you're right; it isn't. What is the end game here outside of prestige and buzz, which is exactly what you what what you said there. I have
0: to say that I was very gratified that Severance got all the nominations that it did because I was concerned that even with all the conversation about it, because it is it's one of those kinds of shows that you know as television during the what early two tens, you know, we saw a lot of like groundbreaking shows. We haven't seen a groundbreaker like Severance in a while. I mean, it's a very different kind of show and I I was very happy. But yeah, I mean, to your point, I mean, that's one of the reasons why Netflix is so desperate because Netflix only has streaming. That's all they have. Amazon, as you point out, uh, Apple, as you point out, all the other streamers have, still have broadcast uh, uh, networks but Netflix only got one, <laughs> they got one thing. And so it's very important.
3: <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting. To, it's interesting to, to think about Netflix, really. The, the, their challenge is like, I don't think there's ever been a business, uh, entertainment company since the beginning, since 1911, that only made money from one source. You pay and you, everybody else like, well, you know, we have these theaters, you know, sell, you know I remember once as a young person asking Sumner Redstone if he was worried because he was running uh, movie theaters at the time, If he was worried about the, the home video. And he looked at me and I was like, I, I was, a, was a kid. He, he said to Rob, you know, in his message, like, as long as I can sell a Diet Coke for two dollars, it costs me <laughs> two cents. I'm going to do OK. It's exactly right. Right. But the studios, the movie business had that was like everyone could be at the table. Everyone was making money. Everybody participates at the trough. That was the great benefit of the old Hollywood system. Like if you're making a TV show, the studio would deficit it. They get it back when they sold them to reruns. And then the network would make money by running the show and then running the time. And everyone had a piece of it. And the kind of worked. Netflix is like, uh, that's why they would advertising. It's like they need another source.
0: Netflix is like Etsy. I mean, it's like it makes one thing and it sells it online. <laughs> You know, I mean, seriously, that's their business I, model. Right. They have a lot more money. <laughs> <but>. <laughs>
2: uh, for now, interesting when you look at the big uh, the the big nominees that, and, and you see uh, look who look who snuck in here, but uh, but ABC got a nomination. Uh, good old good old broadcast network got was got got one nomination and best comedy for Abbott. Uh, Elementary, they got they got more nominated but in terms of the big uh, the best the best series uh, shows how how did uh, how did ABC break the taboo on uh, broadcast television in these these big categories here Mary, you have thoughts on
0: that? well I mean we've always comedy's always been kinder to broadcast in recent years than the drama has been and you know we had Modern Family owned for a while even as you know HBO was still owning and Netflix was coming in I mean, I'm really thrilled. Abbott, you know, elementary is just, you know, is a big hit. I mean, it's, and it's one that people talk about. And I I was thrilled that it got an Emmy. It's, it's a wonderful show and it's, uh, you know, and it, it deserved it. It's, (laughs) you know, so I, I think there's, like I said, I think there's a little more room in comedy because the streaming services have been slower, uh, to turn out. I mean, really good comedy than, uh, than drama, they were so focused on their prestige dramas for so many years. So we'll see if that holds.
2: To to, to ask a uh, a stupid question. So if, if you're if you're running a broadcast network, um, you know you see that, that this the strategy working for for branding for all these streamers. Um, why 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 don't more broadcast networks say, hey, why don't why don't we go for some Emmy Emmy shows? They they seem to do all right. Why, why 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 have they just surrendered this whole space except for avid elementary
0: it doesn't make any money
3: because it doesn't make any no money. if
2: you had if if you i mean euphoria how, how many how many viewers did euphoria have? yeah but euphoria could never exist on the network television
3: no, by any right. Zero. either
1: so you
2: know euphoria is popular for a
1: lot of <laughs> reasons viewers. um but even it's something like succession totally you're not getting if it's 1.6 million yeah. viewers that's canceled there i mean maybe not, maybe not today but that's certainly not a network hit yeah. Um. You know, and they, but it's a different business. You know, Rob's point. It's a different business model. You know, you have to please the masses. That's you know, that's that's your number one goal. So
3: the question, really, I think Richard is is the opposite. My my problem with broadcast television is that it's it's not going broadcast enough. When it goes Abbott Elementary or you know things like that, it gets big big numbers, and it seems like everybody drives into the development office of broadcast TV and says, how can we be more like a niche streamer? And they are succeeding at that, unfortunately for them. And they keep, and as they are in this death spiral, they keep saying to themselves, we have to be more niche. We have to be more niche. When in fact, what they have to do is the other thing entirely. They have to say, there's still, we, st- we know for a fact there are 20 shares out there to get. They should go get them. If they did it, like CBS, they would be unstoppable. I mean, CBS has a comedy on where there's a ghosts in a house. <laughs> okay. I, can go, I, I watched pitch that, a version of that to CBS years ago. And they're like, <laughs> we're not going to put ghosts on CBS. And then they have Ghost on CBS, and it's really huge. It's a huge show for them. But if you had gone and said pitch that show to Hulu, they would have said, "Hmm, seems cheesy." The ghosts from different times. Of, I don't know. Can it be? They would have. Made, they would have quirked it up, made it weird, and uh, taken a, you know fifteen lost fifteen million viewers. NBC has no comedies on their schedule
1: in the fall. Zero. So, I mean, it's just as a genre, you know, it's just gone away. Rob, to your point, though, I, I agree 100%. Like, I mean, Young Sheldon is still the biggest, you know, or second biggest TV show on television. And that's a, you know, traditional, you know, uh, comedy. And it's like they've shied away from it. And I don't know. I mean, there's syndication rules, I guess. Maybe you wouldn't know more. I would rob on this. But as to why they just have shied away from the, the format than anything else.
3: Well, I like to zig when people are zagging, right? So I say go big and then. And if I had, if I was investing in the media business now, I would invest in the streaming service. My God, what a waste of time! I'd buy up small uh, local TV stations because you're going to need some place to put stuff on. What, what's the number? What, what 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 built Netflix? Sitcoms, The Office reruns. Like that's not. It was not an anomaly. That that's that that's not an unusual situation. That is the situation. That's What's unusual uh, is that anybody? I think I'm going before. back to
2: the public access uh, model. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going are uh, we're, we're, we're gonna turn uh, the anchor <laughs> to a. Uh,
0: I do think it's interesting to watch how the streamers are mimicking or going back on the whole you know binge model. And now you have streamers that are dropping one at a time or two at a time because they realize, you know, that there is something in the episodic art form that is missing from the binge model. And I think you're going to see more of like sort of procedurals (laughs) streamers are going to, because like the procedural is the workhorse of television and always has been. And writers hate them because they have to explain what happened, you know, they have to take up precious time explaining what happened in the last episode and this episode and they have to have some sort of closure, blah, blah, blah. And the writers were all like so excited excited that now they get to go to streamers and they don't have to do any of that but you know what as somebody who watches television while i'm folding my laundry i like really appreciate it it's like i can watch hard television i can watch television with subtitles yeah. i can watch all sorts of television but sometimes you just want to watch television that isn't hard to watch you know what i mean and it's like i think more people are feeling each that one way, ends which is like you know i want the television to be on and i want to like not have to pay attention to it every five seconds
3: yeah, the procedural, the stories. I mean, writers may complain about it, but they're, they're not really serious. Every writer likes it because it's easy. Well, this is the moment where I, the, this is mean, like, all on order was always the, my ideal TV show to write for. Uh, I mean, I write comedy, so I could do it because like the guy sits down and just tells you something <laughs> into the camera. The second half of that show is just people sitting and talking. You don't have to like, and I ask you <laughs> questions. It's not even dialogue. It's just then what happened? And then I tell you what happened. It's the easiest thing in the world. I was I was sort of
2: amazed as, as much as uh as as uh Peacock there uh, paid for the Dick Wolf catalog, I was I was sort of amazed that Netflix didn't come and just say add a zero to that. And and it it just seemed like such an easy like billions of hours of, of watching in your catalog there. Yeah, but Dick makes a lot of money off of the
1: syndication rights and owning Chicago on Tuesday nights and the, you know Netflix can't match that. And and Dick Wolf knows where his money is made, and it's not. Going to be from a streaming check where he doesn't get the back end um so you know there's a there's a lot more to that with dick than i think that it, for that case in particular uh but to tie the time oh yeah good yeah go ahead, yeah. Go ahead. So, i was just say also
3: dick wolf knows that netflix is going to buy all those
1: shows eventually right he'll get paid again yeah exactly so you know um uh, but to tie maybe. back just to our maybe to anything a curious thing is you know the whole netflix is a joke campaign netflix has no comedy nominations and quite frankly has not played a lot in this business and, you know, comedy doesn't, tra- I mean, Rob, I don't know, I'm curious your thoughts on this, but doesn't travel well internationally and Netflix has an international business. Comedy has never been its strong point. Even, you know, you say network t- we're saying network TV doesn't do comedy anymore. Netflix doesn't really do it either outside of glow, which was a, you know, a comedy Russian doll, which kind of straddles a few things, master of none, which the last season was decidedly not a comedy, um, dead to me and Kimmy Schmidt, which was originally at M- NBC, that's the comedy run for the glory days of of Netflix the past seven or eight years. That's it. Um, So it's kind of curious that, you know, Netflix as this big Emmy nomination, you know, generator has been really based in drama. And this year, again, zero, zero comedy nominations for all those 105 nominations they have.
3: Yeah, no, they had stand-up. That's what they have. They have stand-up.
1: Well, stand-up, right? Exactly. That's what they put the money in yeah, because that does probably travel internationally.
3: Comedies are hard because um, you it, it, once you say you don't have an audience, then you're trusting what somebody says is funny is funny. And it's hard. It's, it's hard. It's one of the reasons why the successful single-camera comedies are always done by people who did multicam or stood in front of an audience. Like, you know, you know uh, Tina Fey knows what it's like to stand in front of an audience and have a joke die. She's had that feeling. Chuck Lorre's had that feeling. All those people have had that feeling. That's what the what, what's why the TFA shows are always like joke book shows where you don't like this one, you got another one. You don't like this one, you got another one. They, it's a sweat. We used to call them a sweat act. It's like on all the time. Because um, you know, I've been I've worked on those single camera were helped out on single camera shows, and everybody goes home at early. Like you go home at six o'clock because yeah, it's fine, it's kind of funny-ish and quirky and you know, rueful. Oh, this scene is. This scene, I don't really want to be funny. The showrunner will say, "I just want to kind of be rueful." Okay, well, congratulations, mission accomplished. But the audience kind of wants to laugh when they're folding their laundry, which is why they watch the Office reruns and not. And that's what was
1: made. And that's what made Netflix. Yeah. And they don't do that business. They, the Office and Friends, and they bought Seinfeld. But that's you know, but they don't live in that world. That's an interesting
3: paradox. If that's they, they should the... though, and we should tell them to so they call the, me. The... A lot. I'm, sitting, I'm, 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 I'm just sitting here doing podcasts. Like I'm available. I got time. <laughs> so long, I think is the yeah. phone
1: number. Just give him a shout. He's available. <laughs> so we've got to wrap up. a uh, couple have couple we talked final... about
0: the Emmys enough? <laughs>
2: I know. Sorry. <laughs> That's my problem. Uh, a couple final questions. Uh the, the, the most important question to me. Um, which mogul is angriest this morning? Which <laughs> which mogul had his day ruined by, by most by today's nomination? Um is it uh, is it is is it Ted Sarandos? Is it is it uh, uh, Sherry Redstone? I would probably say Sherry, just because Yellowstone didn't get yeah. anything,
1: but Ted's got hundred and five. I don't know. There's worry about that. HBO certainly nothing to worry about there. Um, uh, Apple, as Rob said, I don't even know who's what the end game is there anyway. With Tim Cook, probably does not. Or really... is it Jeff Bezos? Bezos, but what would, what was he? hoping we're getting care. nominated, you know, and yeah. yeah, right. What was the big hope that there was the big snub at Amazon? I don't know that there is one. Uh, so it's hard to say. I would say Sherry just for Yellowstone.
3: And also Sherry started
2: angry. So she she woke up before she even <laughs> she went to bed angry last night. Uh, Well, a lot of a lot of apart from that, a lot of happy moguls then. Okay. Uh, final question uh, for each of the, the three big categories. Uh, what will win? What should win? Uh, who who wants to go comedy drama and, and limited who wants to take that first and then i'll reveal the right answer
0: um i'll go first <laughs> okay so for drama i think uh, i think succession will win and i think yellow jackets should win because of course i think that um for comedy i'm looking at this um that's a really uh, I think Ted Lasso will win, and I think Hacks should win. Um, I could also argue that Abbott Elementary should win just because. Um, but Hacks is such a good show. Uh, Limited, I think, ooh, that's, the White Lotus will win, and Dopesick should should win. Dopesick was a fucking masterpiece, and it's like, I don't understand why everybody isn't talking about it all the time. <laughs> uh,
1: Sean? Sean? All right. Uh, drama. I have a hard time seeing anybody, any Academy member voting against Succession. Um, this sh- I would love to see Severance come out of nowhere to win that. I don't think that's going to happen per se, but just as a bold state creative statement of uh, merit to your point of like, this is a show that, it's not. It's not the same storyline as Succession and Yellowstone. It's definitely its own. <laughs> you know, it's like the thing. It's like no. There's no show that was that that it's copying in a certain way. So it's a wholly original original work. Um, but I, I, Succession's got a win with that crowd comedy. I, I'm gonna say Abbott Elementary wins on the the rookie heat. Uh, comes out personally. Ted last where the first season hit checked all the boxes. This season. It finished so strong, but it started a little weak. Um, so I think that'll that'll hinder it on the on the series vote. I think acting will be a different story. But I could also see Hacks coming in. A lot of love for that. And then certainly season two was really great. So uh, I wouldn't count that out at all either. Uh, Mini series, I'm probably going to uh, Mar- mirror Mary. Uh, and that White Lotus would win. Dope Sick uh, is probably the one that, we should get it, um, but I'll say White Lotus with a, a Dope Sick uh,
3: should win. Uh, Rob I'll well, I, I I work backwards. I totally agree with the limiteds. I, th- I think Dope Sick was unbelievably great and should win, but I, I think White Lotus is it locked. Um, drama series is different. I mean, uh, drama series is complicated for me because the my normal cynical way of uh, uh, of assessing these things is kind of messed up by it because I feel like Succession... Um. Is the cynical choice because it's like it's got the most heat and it's about like kind of about show business because we kind of know who it's about even though it's not really but it's kind of um i love better call Saul, so i would you know i, I would give that the award just just for still being on i would just keep i'll give it a word five years from now it's not on the air anymore it's, i think it's such a great show um comedy is much easier for me because i think um uh the academy voters are old funny people so they will vote for hacks it's a show about old funny people, and I think hacks should win because it's a great great show, and she's terrific in it and I feel feels to me like she's gonna that's that show will seems to be scratching the itch for the voters I, I, that's I'm gonna vote for that um and I so I kind of feel like Abbott Elementary, I'd love to see win because I love I love it when broadcast television wins um, but i I suspect it'll be hacks
2: um. And the, the correct answer is, uh, starting with limited series, you're, 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 you're all correct. White Lotus will win. Uh, I've only watched two of these. So um, of the two I've watched, Dope Sick not being one of them, uh, White, White Lotus was, uh, uh, gets, gets the prize there. Uh, of Best Comedy, Ted Lasso, I, I, I think will win, uh, uh, although you make a good case for hacks there. Uh, Rob and uh, but the what should win uh, what we do in shadows is the funniest show on television and so uh, if <laughs> there's your pull quote yeah. everybody if we're voting for sort of weight of, of laughter uh, uh, what we <laughs> what we do in shadows should win uh, for drama of course succession will win and I'm going to say this and then I'm going to run for uh, the break before uh, be, before the uh, the stones come flying at me uh, the 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 correct winner would be Euphoria, which was a incredible season of television this 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 year. the uh, mm-hmm. the the school play was uh, was was dazzling and uh,
0: ridiculous.
2: And it and if it loses, it, they should give it a special a special Emmy should be created uh, next year for uh, for for the, the school play episode.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Richard, can I make a couple of quick notes if you don't mind? I have a couple of things that I didn't get off my chest about this that I wrote down. Absolutely. Uh, all right. The TV movie category. How have you fallen? Remember this category? Mary, you can probably go back with me on this a little bit. Yeah. How much prestige pictures? HBO was the, you know, every year would release these big pictures in, in May and, you know, the TV movie categories this year. Chip Rescue oh, Rangers on Disney Plus, which I did hear was good. Uh Ray Donovan, the movie on Showtime, which I don't know if anybody's seen or heard. Reno 911, The Hunt for QAnon on Paramount Plus. That that, that uh, is very good.
2: I will I, I okay. Can, there you go. I can, I can endorse that.
1: The Survivor on HBO, which uh the Ben Foster pick, which was got well reviewed, and then uh Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas on the Roku channel. That rounds out Thanks. your TV movie. Emmy wow. category.
0: Why, why make a movie if you can
2: make a limited series? <laughs> limited series has eaten the TV movie category. Yeah,
0: how does
1: the, ho- the Homer ch-
2: Homer Channel puts out does like six hundred movies a year? How do they not get? How did none of them get nominated uh, for that category? Which one would you give to? They're all they're all the Christmas same.
3: back at home in the <laughs> snowy valley. It's, yeah, it should come with a general category. Yeah,
2: a new sled for for Christmas morning or whatever. Right, it's, you're already uh, pitching. They, <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for joining us. It's been a great uh, emergency episode of the Ankler Hot Seat <laughs> Podcast. Um, Sean McNulty, you can see every morning by subscribing to the Ankler. You can get his wake-up uh, his wake up uh, newsletter. A great way to start the day and catch up on the world. Rob Long, of course, uh, is the, the author and host of the Martini Shop Podcast, also available through your Ankler feed here. Great um, weekly look at the, the foibles of Hollywood. And Mary McNamara, our distinguished uh, first-time visitor here, who I hope you'll you'll come again. <laughs> it was so much fun talking with you, Mary, a columnist at the Los Angeles Times, and and do you have a Twitter handle or, or, or? at Mary Mac TV? Fantastic. Thank you all so much uh, for joining us.